I'm Shami Rahman and I work for HFL Education. We provide school improvement and business support services, training and resources to help schools, settings and trusts deliver a great education. Hi, I'm Rachel D'Souza. I'm the Children's Commissioner for England. It's a fantastic role and such a privilege to do. I'm here to protect and promote the rights of children in England and actually right across the UK on reserved issues. Um, I'm a former head teacher, trust CEO and teacher for 31 years. So it's great to be here talking to Shami Rahman, who is actually my former pupil. I had the pleasure of meeting her at 16 and teaching her for her A-level. All I can say is it is an absolute pleasure to be here, Rachel, to um, ask you some great questions and I'd like to start off with some questions about your role and just really how your current work has been influenced by those years of teaching and you know all the work that you did in education. Gosh, um, so, so absolutely influenced. So obviously I started teaching 31 years ago in Tower Hamlets um, in a school called Sir John Cass and then I moved to Luton, worked in Luton Sixth Form mm -hmm. College and those were really formative years for me, those Luton years. Um, so I was working you know, in a large Sixth Form College with um, a really diverse pupil body and what we found I think was that the staff body were sort of my sort of age now, lots, lots of staff and older staff, uh, all mainly white mm -hmm. um, staff from quite a sort of similar background, and yet there was this flourishing, thriving community mm -hmm. of, of children and young people from all different backgrounds. And for me, when things were went wrong in that in that college, and when there were when there were difficulties and tensions, it just seemed to me that one of the, the real issues was was just not enough understanding and not enough mm. listening. Mm. Um, and that, so one of the things I did then and was able to do then, and really grateful to the management, I was just a young teacher then, yeah. uh, was they let me lead a project um, really developing the voice of young people, whatever they wanted their teachers yeah. to know. And it really flourished and we put on training and development, we put that training mm. on for staff and and staff were thrilled with listening to young people's mm -hmm. voice and it made the college more harmonious and I think it really gave a sense of hope and agency to the young people who were involved. Mm -hmm. So that absolutely informs my work now. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, if I hadn't done that work in the 90s with you, Shami, yes, you were I one know. of my, my <laughs> children. With it, you know, I don't think I'd be doing this job now. It's that I saw the massive impact of respecting and listening to and understanding mm. the backgrounds and lives and concerns of children and young people in that they were 16 to 18 year olds and that's informed my work right the way through of course I'm an educationalist as well mm. and I do think that you know probably the biggest I'd say apart from our families and our family mm. setups but apart from that the biggest potential for transforming young lives is education mm -hmm. and again I brought that into my work now as children's commissioner and you know I'm focused on I've run a you know, really focused on things like attendance getting kids back to school mm. um, after lockdown ensuring that we really understand what children want from school and, and they told us that in my big ass survey you know they want great yeah. jobs they want you know to be able to pass their exams get there they want the support to get there but they also want their life at school to be great mm. and their needs to be met so 
be a, a, absolutely my previous life and um, life and education mm. supports now. Well, I know as a as one of your ex students how much I've benefited from your work that you did and having gone back to the college to train as a teacher remember seeing the impact of your work so I think that's really lovely lovely to hear I mean Shami it was our work mm. and I think that was the important thing about mm. it it wasn't tell or a you must it was together. it really was us all doing it together and I, I mean I'll just say I remember the first day I met you I remember you coming <laughs> into my classroom 16 years old hello I'm Shami Rahman from South Luton and I could just see the potential in you and in all those young people and look at what you've achieved so it's amazing to sit here and see you as a really serious and senior professional, both in education and now in race equality and training and development. And it's testimony to that, both to you, but also to what you can achieve if you give people mm. their voice. Thank you so much, Rachel. I've um, got a few other questions as well for you. Really, really lovely to hear, hear what you've just said. And, and I think... As, as an RE, we're both trained as RE teachers, and so my question now is really about in what ways do you feel that teaching religious education, religious studies, or whatever we want to call it these days, um, as a subject, how has it transformed the lives of young people? Now, I can answer that from what your lessons did for myself and other students of my age, and you know, it really had a huge impact, but from your perspective, how did it transform the lives of young people? And could you give some examples of, of, of that? I think we so often are focused on education in a very utilitarian way. And often children are as well, like in terms of, you know, I need to study this, pass my exams, and then I'll get a great job. And there's no, no harm in that. But so often the focus is on getting, getting the knowledge, you know, and then getting the outcomes mm. but it's missing so much of what I mean it's so much that's special and quite unique actually about education in the UK and, and particularly I think in England so I always look back to the fact that our school system at the turn just at the turn of the 20th century when compulsory education started to come in actually that education system was actually brought together um, it was the church that was delivering much of education at that point the Church of England um, and the Catholics were setting up their own schools. A lot of Catholic immigrant um, communities were, were doing that. And the vision then for education was about, like, you know, actually materially being educated is a positive thing. The learning, the knowledge is good, but it was always about more. It was always about ethos, self-development, personal development, um, and, you know, what we are as human beings. And I think in that is where we we can find that answer to why religious education is often so special. Uh, because children, and I've taught children from, you know, from Tower Hamlets to Luton to Norfolk to right across mm. this country in Oxfordshire. I started teaching in Oxfordshire. Um, and, you know, young people are asking questions about who they are, what they believe, what their life means, what is ethical, is there more to, to life? How are they going to live their lives? And the, the one place they can have those discussions is in the, the religious education, religious studies classroom. And wherever I've taught, I've had the privilege of being able to, in very different ways, have those conversations with children. And, and when they're studying, you know, I've taught Buddhism, I've taught Hinduism, I've taught Islam, mm -hmm. um, I've taught Christianity, I've taught the Gospels, I've taught, but uh, uh, the, and all of that knowledge is really, really important. 
But actually, the really powerful thing about this subject is that that it allows individual, you know, it allows children and young people to explore their deeper beliefs about mm. themselves and about the world and about meaning. And I would never allow our subject to become just, you know, uh, 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 this is just knowledge that you need to mm. transmit so you can understand history. It is so much more. Mm. And I've been through all the movements, you know, mm-hmm. experiential, learning, <laughs> knowledge rich, you name it. But I still say there's something fundamentally different about our subject and it's such a privilege to, to do it, to, to talk. And that's everything from, you know, I, I remember in Oxfordshire te- teaching kids who had really no religious background at all but still wanted to understand and explore themselves and they were really interested. We taught, I remember teaching Buddhism at that point, GCSE Buddhism, and you know, they were really interested in, yeah, is there a soul? What is a person? You know, what is consciousness? Um, is this, you know, and, and the subject material allowed them to explore those things. So that they were actually really keen on doing lots of experiential work. Like, can we try it? Mm-hmm. Can we go see? And, I, you know, I've watched those young people, really bright, smart young people just blossom. Quite a few teachers out of that group, actually, who mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still in contact with, and philosophers. <laughs> um, or in, you know, separately, when I went to... Te- when I then moved on to teaching Tower Hamlets, where literally, so I was teaching in Tower Hamlets, what, 90, 1994, 95, 96. You know, the Bangladeshi community was arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, there was huge amounts of poverty. Um, there was uh, uh, basically the BNP, very active. Mm-hmm. There was lots of violence on those streets. And the religious education classroom was a place that we were able to talk through all those things and talk through what you know the kids held dear and I mean I remember one girl uh, I'll never forget her Somalian girl um, this because the school was probably about 90% Bangladeshi uh, 8% Somali mm-hmm. um, and a high level of kids who'd actually come you know literally were just arriving mm-hmm. we were the bottom of the league tables in the UK um, that year and, and that school went on to be really high up but mm. so they really turned it around but that that Somali girl you know she she was in my class talk, we were talking about Ari but I was watching her looking at her thinking she's getting thinner she's mm. getting iller there's something not right and it was in that classroom that she was able to share with me she was basically not living with her mm. father or mother she was being used like a slave and that she got TB and we were able to do something about it and I think there's an openness you know in those contexts and then I think of our, our sixth form mm. where lots of those young, our young people in a really diverse school were, were college were taking you know were planning to be lawyers or scientists or whatever but they take RE mm-hmm. and really enjoy that deep and profound study of philosophy of Islam it was then yes. that we were doing yes. and and um, because they wanted their education to include something they really cared deeply mm. about. So, and I mean, I could wax lyrical <laughs> about where our, our you know, the, yes, the classes absolutely. you were in, where those, you know, out of that, those groups, we've got lawyers, we've yes. got everything, teachers. You know, I think many of the senior, many of the professionals now in Luton, yes. you know, went through that and, and uh, wanted to educate their hearts as well as their minds. I think that's really important. I think that last point absolutely is what you did for us and we did together. The heart was really important because we were used to coming from... We didn't have those questions, those discussions at home. 
And actually, I remember with one of your lessons, you came in and you said, right, is there a God? And we all looked at each other because most of us were Muslim and we thought, you can't ask questions like that. And I remember just thinking, actually, these are really important questions. And the philosophy really had an impact on the way we were reflecting and thinking and... Yeah, they were good times. And I think we were able also to look at Western analytic philosophy, whether it was Hume or Mm -hmm. or whoever we were studying, but also find equally excellent um, philosophers in, say, Islamic traditions, because that was what we were looking at at that point. And often, I mean, I can remember lessons where we'd be translating Hume into Urdu and uh, (laughs) and looking at it alongside, you know, alongside Islamic Mm -hmm. philosophers or... You know, or we take arguments like the cosmological argument and show that, yeah, it might feel shocking to be trying to prove the existence of God, but actually, you know, in 9th century Cordoba, they were doing exactly the same thing. So I think we, I think it was that kind of opening up of that spirit of, like, it is okay to explore, Mm -hmm. it is okay to ask, Mm -hmm. um, and actually it's enriching and it's positive and we we, we can make that connection so it isn't about walking away from our own backgrounds. It's actually no. about going even deeper into them. Yes. And embracing and seeing how we are connected to one another historically. We used to love that, didn't we? Yes, we loved to yeah. see the overlap. Um, I mean, I remember actually yeah. as, as going on a trip. I remember one of the trips <laughs> I took to Istanbul with 20 uh, girls. Actually, it was 20, a few boys as well, but girls, you know, a lot of those girls were like from Kash- Kashmiri backgrounds, mm, mm. were coming back potentially to marriages, to whatever. Mm. But, you know, we went there as scholars. Yes. And we went to Istanbul as scholars yes. and talked to some of the great scholars there and looked at, and sat in the Hagia Sophia and looked at the Christian paintings that have been painted mm. over and talked talk those through. So, um, so I just think wherever you, you know, whatever community you're in, wherever you are, I think Ari has a way of connecting, mm. and with families too. I mean, you know, yeah. Shami, I'd be the first one I'll need to get my sari on and get to your house for, <laughs> yes. a, for a red curry with your mum, <laughs> wouldn't you? You know, we, oh, it brought communities you together. Did. Yes, we did. And, uh, yeah, i never forget you walking across the corridor in your heels and your lovely colourful saris and Eid Mubarak, and we just loved it. We absolutely loved it. Um that's yeah they were they were very special moments actually and that a lot of us haven't forgotten and i think that's what great re can do mm-hmm. yes. it's it's hard you have to walk some fine lines yes. it's difficult um to do well but i think it's i think um that's what great re can do